Well, Ready? here we are. Okay. Three, two, one. Hello. Hi. And welcome back to another episode of Break Room Banter. It's a hairstylist adjacent podcast where each week two friends who also happen to be hairstylists break down our weeks in, in the, the break, break room. room. I'm your host, Hunter Walden. And I am your hostess, Erica the Red. And today we've got another rapid fire episode. Woo! Exciting. Uh, so we just pulled a couple topics from Behind the Chairs mm-hmm. Instagram. Mm-hmm. I'm sure you're familiar with it. Yes, there's a, always a lot of good content on there yeah. to be discussed. I like it. Uh, but we're going to start with our peaks and our pits because I have been dying to tell Erica my peak all day. And okay. um, I'm going to go first. Yes. Because yours is more exciting than mine. Um, my pit, I'm going to start with my pit, would be that my sweet little grandma passed away yesterday. Um, hers was 96 and she died at home in her bed. So I really couldn't have asked for it to have gone any different. Um, but it's just sad. And, you know, I hope I get to live to 96. She wasn't on any medication. Isn't that crazy? No, I'm sure she drank her alkaline water. She did drink her alkaline water. You know, she had my mommy's hippie help, you know? Oh yeah. Um, but okay. So this is really cool. My mom told me this yesterday and I guess she didn't know, but, um, a couple of weeks ago, some scientists came to the house and interviewed my grandma because she's part of this group of people who have lived into their 90s, right? And um, she's also not on any medication and obviously had a very healthy brain. She didn't have any sort of cognitive decline at the end there, which is really cool. Um, but it took a while for her body to come and be collected because these this group of researchers is going to take her body and they're going to study her brain. Whoa. Isn't that cool? So, like, she did you have the coolest grandma in the world already (laughs) she's already cool but Um, that's kind of even more cool yeah so i don't know i just thought that was cool it's sad obviously they're gonna sell my grandma's house and stuff which is like my whole life they've been there my whole life my mom was born in that house like it's Mm. built it was built in 1927 so like i don't know it's just kind of crazy but my peak would be that it happened i let our boss know and she was like whatever you need mm-hmm. and I was worried that they were going to do the service quickly because my whole family pretty much is down there in California and there's like me and my cousin over here on the east coast and then a couple of people in Oregon but for the most part everyone's right in that area so there isn't really any reason to delay the service but because her body's being donated to science and she's going to be cremated we can do it whenever so oh, okay. it's not going to be until April, which I'm really grateful for because Deacon's coming in three weeks. And I was thinking, oh, my God, how, are you how gonna am make I going to take happen? a week off in between that and be able to afford our trip that I have planned for him? And it just everything, you know, because it's not only like getting out there, but then not working, too. So, right. Um, my peak is that I have an amazing support system here in my job, and I'm so grateful for that because even though she was old, it's still my grandma and she yeah. was my last living grandparent. And then when your grandparents are gone, that means your parents are next. And that shit hit me hard, really, really hard yesterday. Um, hopefully not for a long time. We obviously have good genes. 96, <laughs> yeah. mom, keep pushing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> right. But yeah, so peak and pit all, all wrapped into one. I'm sad that it happened, but such is life. And I'm just grateful that I have, you know, a boss that's, 
understanding and supportive and cool. So mm-hmm. how is your mom? My mom is what year is it? No, how is your mom? Oh, how is my mom? My mom is good. She is hanging in there. I mean, they knew it, it was, was her mom. It right? was her mom. Yeah, okay. she's hanging in there. I mean, your parents get that old, like you know it's coming. Um, but I am this. I shouldn't say the sad part. But one of the things I'm the most bummed about is my mom and my brother and I had been planning a trip this week or this summer to get Deacon and my brother's kids down there to see her, because mm-hmm. um, she was old, you know. Right. So obviously that's not going to happen now, um, and that sucks. But my mom had just been down in California the previous weekend. Oh, okay. So I know she's sad. You know, it's it's hard. But altogether, she's holding it together pretty well. Like, I, she told me, unfortunately, through a text message with my brother. But she was at work when she found out and was, like, kind of having to hold it together. So when I called her, I was like, Mom, are you okay? And then I just kind of <laughs> got a little teary-eyed. And she's like, don't cry. I am at work. If you cry, I'm going to cry. And then no crying, right? Uh-huh. So I was just like, okay, mom, I love you. Have a good day, and I'll call you later or whatever. Um, but, I mean, she's holding it together. I talked to her last night, and she was like, I'm sorry. I've had some whiskey. I was like, uh, you damn well better have. You <laughs> right. Know? Like, don't worry, mom, you know. Um, but it was good. It means a lot of changes. I have an uncle that has, um, he's, like, developmentally delayed his mm-hmm. whole life. So, he is a grown man, but, like, he does need someone to take care of him, and so he's going to be living with my parents now, which is going to be changes for them. But also I'm grateful that my mom gets to have that, to spend time with her brother. And, mm-hmm. you know, it just means a lot is going to change, which is sad, but also such is life and right on to the next chapter, you know. But she's holding it together. Good. So, all right, moving Let's on. Let's lighten the mood. Let's lighten the mood. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So I don't really have a pit. Okay. Mainly because we recorded like two days ago. Yeah. But my peak. Okay. I'm so excited. I don't even know what it is. So as you guys know, we had the lovely Miss Emma on last week. Yeah. Um, and I don't think in the episode we mentioned that her husband is like a videographer, editor yeah. kind of vibes. Um, but he is. And so I reached out to him, Mm -hmm. and then I ran into someone at the nail salon yesterday. Okay. And I'm going to New York this weekend. Yeah. This person's going to New York this weekend. So she told me about this thing that you can do. Um, And so I have commissioned Emma's husband to edit a 15-second video. Okay. And we are going to be... On a billboard in the middle of Times Square. Shut the fuck up. The entire side of a building what? in Times Square for 15 seconds will be mine in your face. <laughs> I told you you were going to shit when you heard my peak. I'm proud of you for holding that one in. I want my mom to listen to this. Aww. Oh my god, are you serious? Yeah. Fifteen seconds. I'm gonna try. Fifteen seconds, one time only. Well, I'm gonna try and get two, if not three, consecutive spots. So if I get two, it'll be thirty. If I can get three, it'll be like a it'll be a forty-five second ad in the middle of Times Square. 
that plays one time or that plays it'll play 45 seconds that's it no wait that's it the one time only one time not like on a rotation that not on a rotation okay <sighs> but yeah we'll have an ad in Times square <laughs> with our names what? and so it's gonna be like <laughs> how do i see that happen do i'm I have gonna to facetime go to new york you with you I'm going to FaceTime you. I'm driving to New York. Oh, my God. I mean, if you want. I will do it. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. That's so cool, Hunter. Holy crap. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Okay. How am I supposed to think about the rest of the episode after that? Are you kidding me? I'm glad I didn't tell you downstairs. Oh, my God. No way. Holy cow. Yeah, so that's going to be cool. (laughs) Bitch, we're famous. (laughs) I mean, don't get ahead of yourself. We paid for it. (laughs) But it's going to be cool. Oh, my God. That's so cool. And I want to take some pictures and videos, obviously. Um, But I commissioned him. He's going to take our YouTube videos as well as the pictures that we've taken with Twyla. And he's going to patch it all together and make it look like an epic ad. And then it's going to be on the side of a building. I'm so excited. (laughs) I can't believe that's real. It's cool. Oh, my God. Wow. Crazy. Okay, let's move on. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So let's take a little bit of a break. Okay. And we'll do our ads. And then we'll be back. Who wants better sex this year? I mean, I think everybody does, Hunter. (laughs) Well, I know someone who can help. AdamandEve.com is a sex-positive site where you can find almost anything you desire. Listeners of this podcast will receive 50% off plus free shipping. Not only that, you will get some extra sexy bonus items as well. We cannot forget to mention that everything will be packed and shipped 100% discreetly. Just use code BRBPOD at checkout for 50% off and free shipping. And your extra sexy bonus items. Oh, go to adamandeve.com. Use code BRBPOD. And make 2023 sex the best sex of your life. Oh, yeah. Ergo Styling Tools exist to create hair styling tools that are easier to use, ergonomically friendly to the body, and deliver longer-lasting, shiny hair. Originally started as Ergo Research, Inc., a research company to help hairstylists who were in pain after a day in the salon, what we've learned now allows everyone to look and feel their best every single day. For nearly 30 years, leading hairstylists and salons have chosen Ergo Styling Tools for professional use and offer them to their clients to keep their hair healthy and beautiful at home. You can choose Ergo Styling Tools and choose longevity in your career and healthier and shinier hair and get 10% off by using code HUNTER in all caps at checkout. So go to www.ergostylingtools.com and use code HUNTER, make sure it's in all caps, for 10% off your order. But now we're back now from we're our back. break. Hyperventilated. Um, and once again, I just don't have a pit. So yeah. let's just dive in. Okay, cool. We've got some topics from behind the chair, and we're just going to talk about them. So the first one, and I'm going to let you read the topic because I have some shit to say. Okay, so um, the first one is a little clip I saw um, that behind the chair posted the other day. Um, and it was, it looked like a client and I can't tell if it was an actual testimonial or if it was someone just making a reel and like mm-hmm. making this point. But she was like, I come to see the stylist and the prices are for the stylist, not for the assistant. So like the subject, the dis- topic for discussion would be like, when you go to see a hairdresser, 
are you, do you feel, are you irritated if the assistant is helping basically? Right. Um, she says in this post, like, it's one thing if it's a shampoo or a blow dry, but this particular person felt like it was not fair for assistants to be applying color, mm -hmm. essentially. Um, and that, that was not what they were paying for. They were paying for the stylist to do it, not the assistant. Now, right. we know that most times, like, if... If I have someone applying color for me that is not me, I have formulated that color. Right. So it is my formula, but it is still their application, you mm -hmm. know. Um, and having been the assistant at some point, sometimes things happen or you don't know something about someone's hair. So, like, I, I can see some validity to it. And that's what I was going to say, too, is I can see it. Kind of. Yeah. Like, it's, if there is a, an argument to that side, absolutely. Absolutely, there is an argument to it. Well, and it goes like we just went and got our nails done. Bradley booked our appointments online. He booked his appointment with someone. Mm -hmm. And when we got there, that someone started his appointment and then someone else came over and finished it. Mm -hmm. He was pissed. Mm -hmm. And as a client, yeah. I would have been too. And it kind of like, it's not the same thing, but it is kind of the same it is thing. Similar. You were going expecting your stylist to be doing your hair and then all of a sudden your stylist associate mm -hmm. is over applying your base color and then your stylist is working on someone else and then your stylist comes over and applies your highlights over the base color that the associate mm -hmm. just applied mm -hmm. or the associate is applying the foils in the back. So what I have to say like as a stylist who works with an associate mm -hmm. is <clears throat> and this is new to me. Yeah. So like my opinions might change maybe they won't but for me, the associate is going to elevate. Like, it's the purpose of having an associate for your stylist is to elevate your experience as a client. Yeah. So, this sometimes stylists take it a little too far, and this associate does it all. Yeah. As an associate, whenever I was an associate, I there was a time that I did a full highlight mm -hmm. on someone, mm -hmm. and I was salty when I didn't get credit for it. Mm-hmm. And I think the cl client was upset that I did the application, mm -hmm. the entire application. Yeah. So in cases like that, yeah, totally, absolutely. Mm -hmm. But I feel like this, the, an associate for a stylist is it's growing your stylist, making your stylist a better stylist because they're helping grow someone else. Yeah. And so our intention isn't to pass you along or anything, but more so to add value to your service right. by getting you in and out quicker. Yeah. Do you have anything? To no, add? I, I agree with that actually. Um, and I do think I really agree with your um, point that helping stylists grow other stylists helps them grow. Like I became a better colorist when I learned how to teach other people color theory. Right. You know, mm -hmm. I understood it more. So, and I've seen it with you, um, and you're already an educator, and you're already, you and I have already talked about this, of, like, finding your why, and why are you doing each thing, and this and that. But I've seen it with you in moments where you'll say something, and then they ask a question, and you're like, huh. You know, kind of having your... think about you it. You have to think about it before you answer which has given you a different way. Well, and here's the other thing. You are, everybody has their own way of teaching. 
Mm-hmm. And everybody has their own way of learning, right? Every person you mentor is not going to learn the same way. Like, we kind of touched on that with you talking with me. If anybody doesn't know, Hunter was assigned to me to get me, help me get my shit together when I first started at Bombshells, right? Not that Michelle hasn't done a lot, but there was uh, an element to it of that Hunter brought that helped me more to have that in there, right? So now I'm watching him train our, you know, work with our two new associates and the two of them are, they're different people. They learn Very. differently, right? And then even Emily came in now. And so Em's doing, she's learning the color line. She's a seasoned stylist and all that. But she's still learning too. So you've mm-hmm. got three different girls that you're like teaching and helping learn, right? Well, you're a very technical person. Yes. Right? So sometimes your explanation of things for me, like I get it, but I have to break that. I have to assign like an analogy in my brain that helps me learn it better. Like, mm-hmm. here's the technical part of it. Like, I mean, I'm just going to use an example from a Brazilian class, right? From when I used to teach for Brazilian. So keratin is a larger molecule. Amino acids are smaller molecules. So I get all that. I get all that, but I'm not going to break it down in a class and be like, the molecular weight of this and this and this and this and this, which might be good for some stylists, right? Mm-hmm. I know that information, but for me, the easiest way to learn it and to explain it is to use this analogy. So let's say you're filling a pothole and you have three different, two different materials. One is gravel and mm-hmm. one is sand, right? The gravel is going to fill that pothole, but there's still going to be little bits of air in between, right? Water right. can still get in. So with the aminos or whatever, it's smaller. It's more packed. It can't absorb as much whatever. That, for me, it helps it click. So you might have somebody who's like, nope, I need this molecular weight, right? Mm -hmm. And for you, that's going to be really super easy. But for somebody like me who's like, okay, cool, but, like, that doesn't still click in my head, you may have to or a stylist may have to start to think about things a different way in order to teach their person that they are – mentoring you know what I mean absolutely which only helps you retain and learn information better better so it just is kind of one of those things that yes the the um guest may not see it that way Mm -hmm. but it can be really really good for everyone involved and not only that but if you are a higher priced educator and you're training these you know quote-unquote baby stylists up in your ways, then guess what? If that person doesn't want to pay your price anymore to have their hair done by an assistant, they can go mm-hmm. with new baby stylists out on the floor for lower prices and know dang well that they are trained at a level of excellence that they're used to. Absolutely, yeah. So, and that's the thing, too, is, like, your stylist didn't become the stylist that you love without some training. Yeah, exactly. And so your stylist had to start out somewhere. Mm-hmm. And they probably started out as an associate. Yes. Some do, some don't. Mm-hmm. So what? Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> um, but they had the opportunity to work on people. Mm-hmm. And, like, without the opportunity to work on a real head of hair and see, like, what this chemical does whenever it's overlapped on this Absolutely. color or mm-hmm. this high lift or whatever it may be, they're not going to get that experience from a mannequin. Mm-hmm. And um, we've been training our associates on mannequins mm-hmm. as well as on real people. Right. Um, and I feel like the real people is what if, gets it 
going. If there was no difference between mannequins and real people, beauty schools wouldn't work on real people. They would just work on mannequins. Right. You know what I mean? But there yeah. is a difference. Like, yes, you can get the muscle memory and the mechanics of how to roll a perm on a mannequin. You can. But guess what? When somebody comes in with a real haircut <laughs> 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 and different textures all over their hair or whatever, like... It's going to be different. Nobody's, everybody's head is shaped the same. Like, things mm-hmm. like that, you know? Well, so. and a mannequin head doesn't move either. Like, scalps move. Scalps move, yes. <laughs> yes. Especially as they age. <laughs> they move more. <laughs> but, I mean, it's true, you know? And it is different. So, I don't know. I mean, I do. I do see the validity to this, to this argument here. Like, mm-hmm. I don't pay for that. So I do think if you are a stylist working with an associate or an assistant, you know, whatever that may be for you, um, keep that in mind. Yes. And I, I like where you're going with this because I have had a client recently that like, she was just, she wasn't unhappy about me having the associate apply, but Mm -hmm. when the associate grabbed a brush and went to her head, Mm -hmm. she was like, wait, is this okay? Yeah. And like, she felt really awkward about it at like after it happened and I like tried to make the situation better mm-hmm. by saying like no you were not like if she doesn't want if you don't want her to apply color mm-hmm. that is fine well and I have there are certain clients that don't that's and, where I was going that's with already it. yeah that's fine if if you are that client cool then we know that and we're gonna book you accordingly accordingly exactly yeah so. And that's the thing. When stylists are working with associates, there's the chances are because they have an associate, they're getting more in and out at, done in the same day. Mm-hmm. Chances are that not every day is booked that way. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Like, I'm a busy stylist mm-hmm. in the salon. Not every day is busy. Mm-hmm. There are some days where I have two or three people. Yeah. And then. God, you had that one day with that huge gap the other day. I had a 9 a.m. and a 5 p.m. So lame. And it was two haircuts. Figures. But so, like, days like that, I can put somebody there that doesn't want. Exactly. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, doesn't want an associate to work on their hair because I can take the time and do it then. And it really grinds my gears whenever a stylist is like, well, if you don't want my styli- or my associate to work on you, then you just, I'm not the stylist for you. Because at the end of the day, we are in the service industry. Mm-hmm. We are here to serve our guests. Mm-hmm. And so maybe you are triple booked five days a week. Yeah. Maybe you are. Mm-hmm. Chances are that the answer to that is you're not. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Let's be honest. Yeah. Our owner has been doing say, hair yes. for almost 30 years, mm-hmm. has not taken a new client in probably 15 of those. <laughs> And she still has slow days. Yeah. Well, she, yeah, it does. It does happen. She'd be it happens. busy. But yeah, there are days where she's slow or it's like, oh, she'll be in the back. And I'm like, what the hell are you doing back here? Yeah. <laughs> you know? My whole day canceled. <laughs> yeah, or it happens. We work with people. It's exactly. impossible to have total consistency. Right. So the, are, the odds are you're not yeah. quadruple booked mm-hmm. every single day. And you have a day where you can book clients that don't want your associate to work on them and you know what if you are that girl who says or person who says too bad so sad i'm not the one for you then i hope you're listening because (laughs) we're we're not we're not trying to say that you're wrong in any way shape or form but it's just something to think about just something to think about 
just you something know? to think about. Everybody's food do for thought. Works. Food for thought. Everybody's going to do what works for them. Well, but. and also, like, we found out our clients listen to this. Yeah. So, as a client, yes. if you are that client that doesn't speak want up. an associate or speak up. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely speak up. Mm-hmm. And, like, same goes for clients. Like, if you don't like your hair, absolutely speak, up. speak up. Yeah. Because we can fix it. We can fix it. We so... Just communication in general. I was just going to say, it sounds, seems like the appropriate time to put in the famous saying around our salon, which is conversation saves lives. Conversations do save lives. You know. And um, that goes for this exact topic. I was going to say, and it kind of um, segs, mm. segues into our next one. You a had a bit. stroke. I did. Of genius. So... Um, back to a little bit on this topic we were talking about, you know, I'm not the stylist for you. If you know, this is how I work, blah, 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 blah. We see a lot in our industry, uh, which I think is good. I'm not bashing this movement in any way, shape or form. Cause it's absolutely conversations we need to have, mm-hmm. um, you know, boundaries, pricing, um, things like that. However, policies, policies all, all of that. If you are a baby stylist and this particular one I got from girl gone Brond on Instagram, a post that she made about being a new stylist coming in in this economic time um, about things you can't afford to be picky about. Um, And I'm totally blanking on them right this very second. But basically she was saying... um, It was talking about like... Saying you don't do services. That's I, what don't it was. Do yeah, I don't do shortcuts. I don't do, do men's do cuts. I don't do anything but balayage. I don't do anything but highlights. You can't afford to be picky. When you're starting. When you're starting. The truth of the matter is, is like, I think specialties are great. All of that. All of that. Like I said, I don't think these are bad conversations. But when and when you are a baby stylist, if you, the truth of the matter is, is hustlers are the one that are going to prevail in this. You need to be willing to take every client that sits in your chair and you need to do it. Now, that doesn't mean if you don't want to be doing men's cuts, you're not posting your men's haircuts. You're posting your balayage or your extensions or whatever that you want to attract more of. That is still valid. But that doesn't mean that when Thelma comes in needing a perm, girl, you better do it. Mm -hmm. And if so-and-so, Steven down the street, needs a mullet, you better do it. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Well, to go on to that, how do you expect to find your specialty if you're only doing one thing right out of school. Well, you, you know Because what? they don't teach you how to do balayage in school. Exactly. Or they don't teach you how to do X, Y, Z in school. Mm-hmm. So how do you know right out of school what you're, you specialize in? Mm-hmm. I don't... Maybe schools are different now. They might be. It's not been that long since we've mm-hmm. been out of school. No. Ideally. It's been a long time since I've been out of school. <laughs> I mean, not really, though. Think about when years. you... Think about, though, when you see a 20-year-old. Okay, think about when you see a 16-year-old on the street. You're like, oh, baby. Yeah, true. When I see a 10-year-old, I'm like, oh, baby. Baby. Stay away. Listen, (laughs) all I'm saying is once it gets over 10 years, you can say you've been doing something that shit makes you feel old. I mean, fair. how long you been doing hair? And I was like, Long time. A really long time. <laughs> long time, bro. Right. But, how? yeah, exactly. How do you know what you specialize in right out of school is my biggest thing. Yeah. But what kind of um, a good example for us is best friend Emily just mm-hmm. started working at the salon. 
if you were to look at her Instagram, you would think all she did all day was vivids. Yeah. She's not done a, done a single one the whole time she's worked there. She's been there for a week and a half. Not yet. The, her first one, that first day, that blue. Oh, right. Yeah. Right. One. She done one, one. One vivid in a week yeah. of working there. When if you looked at her Instagram, you, you would think. think that every client that sits in her chair is a vivid. Because she's trying to attract her ideal client, which is that. But exactly. she's still over there doing everybody that sits in her chair. Until she doesn't have to. Mm-hmm. And that is the point That's of the this. point, yeah. Because can you have a successful career by doing only vivids? Absolutely. Absolutely. But we all know to be true mm-hmm. that that four-week base color highlight is your That's bread, your and, bread butter. and butter. Exactly. And I remember I was... That was beaten to me in beauty school. And the truth of the matter is, it is still us, my bread and butter, too. Like, I might enjoy Brazilian blowouts and texturizing and all that stuff or extensions and stuff more. But guess what? Guess who my most regular clients are? My gray coverage ladies. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And my men's haircuts. And those are the things that I have the least amount of fun doing. They're probably my most human connection clients. Absolutely. Because you know? they're... Well, and have you noticed, too, that men are some of the most loyal clients that you will ever have? Mm -hmm. Like, every man that I have, I retain instantly. It's funny because I hate, I shouldn't, okay, I used to hate men's cuts. I have been doing hair for a long time, and clippers still make me sweat Mm -hmm. to this day, right? Now, I've taken some classes. I've tried to get better at it, but I am better at, like, I do a mean sheer over comb cut. Mm-hmm. So when my sheer over comb guys come in, they stick with me because mm-hmm. I do it good and I do it fast, fast, you know? Yeah. I hate clippers, but I will use them if I have to. See, you know and I mean? sheer over comb, well, I guess not really anymore, but sheer over comb used to like, <gasps> no, after I had Ella, uh-huh. oh, my yeah. client Ella with the haircut mm-hmm. after her. Sure, overcome. I'm good, homie. I got it. I got it. I used to um, fade my girlfriend's hair, like, literally from basically a zero, and I did it with shears. Emily used to do that. And I was, like, looking back and I'm looking at her haircuts, I'm like, God damn, and nobody cut her hair as good as I did. Mm -hmm. Nobody. Yep. But, yeah. It is what it is. Yeah, so that was kind of my point of that I do. We do need to take a quick break. Oh, um. Yeah, I just, to sum that all up, if you are a baby stylist, it's absolutely okay to have the desire to specialize in something and absolutely a great freaking awesome goal for you. But, I mean, I mm. hate, like, to bring well, it this far back, but I was going to say, do you remember when we, were at, when we were talking to Jay-Z Styles and I was saying that how I was like, I will do um, whatever sits in my chair? Yeah anything it doesn't matter what it is and she was like hell yeah that's great she was like i keep trying to tell my new students that Mm -hmm. but it is it's really really important because especially with social media and you're a baby and you're trying to emulate these like big wigs that you follow and whatever yes they can do that because they've earned it right or if you're like me i've been doing hair forever but guess what i had to humble myself and start at the bottom and we had to re-earn i had to re-earn it i had to re-earn it and prove myself again right and I'm still working. Well, and the sad fact about it is every time you move, every time yeah. you say you move five minutes down mm-hmm. the street, you have to re-earn it every single every freaking time. Every single time. Well, not only that, but if you raise your prices, too, you are going to lose a couple of clients. And you know what? You might have to go into a, a little bit of a, a, growth period. a growth period for six months to a year. You know, it it does happen. It's not mm-hmm. just baby stylists. 
but I mean, this particular post, that's what it pertained to, but it is a good reminder for people like me who have maybe moved and started over or people who are going through changes or, or switching up their business model or whatever. Well, and it's also, I remember being a baby stylist and hearing someone say, well, you haven't earned that yet. Mm -hmm. And I remember how it felt Mm -hmm. and it sucks. Well, I got that. You haven't earned Mondays off. <laughs> and I was like, Ugh, dang it. You know, but you it's did. true. It's true. It is true. Mm-hmm. Right. Like in that, is, the fact of the matter is it's true and it's harsh. It's harsh, but, but it, it is. is the, it's the fact of the fucking matter. Listen, we, you haven't earned it. We don't beat around the bush here on Breaker Banter. We just <laughs> I guess not anymore. Like it is. I know. We We're don't. getting more and more comfortable in front of the camera. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so. Anything else on that? Uh, um, not really. I like what you said, too. It was, you don't have to post everything yeah, yeah, that yeah. you do. Like, totally. If you want to, like best friend Emily, only do vivids one day, mm-hmm. when you want to, you that's what you want to earn, mm-hmm. then only post your vivids. Yeah. And take 30 pictures of that mm-hmm. vivid. Take it when you blow it out. Do a mean blowout on it. Yeah. First off, it'll help your finishes. Yeah. Um, take a picture of it straight, mm-hmm. curl it, mm-hmm. take a picture of it curled, put it up, Yeah. take a picture of it up. Which, this is not on our list, but it did kind of give me a little thought right here because I am really trying to post on social media more, you know, and I hate it because, like, every time I try my hair posts get, like, no po- no views, and then my, like, random waterfall gets, like, goes viral or whatever, but, um... Just by sheer volume, like I don't record everything, but I have started at least doing it. And even if I don't do something with it you have now, it. then I have it. And then like, oh, maybe I'll run across an audio and I'm like, oh, okay, I'm going to put that, maybe save it as a draft, whatever, and make content and out of it that way. But the stuff that I'm recording isn't every single client. It's only certain ones here and there. Um, but those little like video recording sessions that I do have already made it so that I can get two or three posts out of one client. Yes. You know what I mean? And um, I'm not going to lie. I base um, my recording more on how I look. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> day, if I'm going to be in there, like if I'm looking cute or if I just happen to roll into work, not looking my best that day, guess what? You ain't going to see no videos of me, but if I do look cute, I'm going to record it. Right. So, well, I noticed on my Instagram recently that I have recorded every time I've worn like denim on denim. I know. Because I feel cute in that. And so so every time that I've recorded in denim on denim, I'm like, wait a second. This looks like I only have one outfit. But I promise this (laughs) is like an amalgamation (laughs) of months. This is not all in one thing. But um, yeah. And I... Not sure if you want me to give this away for yeah, free. For Sorry, it. Jessica Bartolucci. Uh, uh, but she shared something with me yeah. that really helped whenever, like, planning out content and uh, made it a lot less overwhelming. Yeah. And so, like, if you have that day that you're looking good, you're feeling yourself, mm-hmm. you've got your hair, your makeup done, your outfit is on point, look at your books that day and look at each client. What Mm -hmm. are you going to do on each client? Mm -hmm. And then break that down by say I have Erica today and today Erica is down for a medium balayage with her base color because she gets a base color and a glaze. Mm -hmm. Out of that, I have the opportunity to post a technique video on the balayage. Yes. yes. 
I have the opportunity to post a product video mm-hmm. for the company that I happen to work for. Yeah. Should be something that I'm already thinking of, right. but I'm not. I could talk about the freehand lightener that I use on your mm-hmm. hair. I could talk about the base color formula and why we use semi-color yeah. over permanent color on your hair. And then I could talk about the toner formula mm-hmm. and why we do it this way. Then that's three posts just based on product. Yeah. One post based on the technique, and then you have another post that shows you doing the hair with the finish. Yeah, totally. Three posts out of one person, and you don't have to post those three posts all at the same time. Well, you could post them months apart from each other. So I just figured out scheduled posting. <laughs> that is a new feature on Instagram, it is though. A new f- I know it is, but um, that is awesome. Yes. By the way, and then I just wanted to say the last post I posted, which this is maybe not something to aspire to, because got seventy-seven views. But I recorded myself foiling the client and totally forgot to take an after and a before. Mm-hmm. So I just posted the foiling. Absolutely. With like a little poll. It has four likes, no engagement, no one's commented, no nothing, right? But it is a post which feeds the algorithm. Which helps. And Absolutely. so that's what I'm just like, and so I'm really trying to not focus on being anal about the content because I made that beautiful video of my wig and the process and everything, and then I effed it up, and then it got like two views. So, you know, like the more effort you put in, and then the next one, the this is low effort content got way more. So it just is what it is. Yeah. But I think posting is good. And where I was going with that, I love these rapid fire videos. Like my brain goes in a full circle. I really like them act um, too as well also. But what I was going to say is somebody like Emily or somebody who is building, if you have, yes, take every single client that comes in your chair, but maybe you know, okay, Tuesdays are my slow day. So I'm going to put the people that I really want these to be my clients are going to be on Tuesdays so that I know that on Tuesdays I have all this opportunity for content and I can use that, but I also have the time to like – um you connect. know, connect and really focus and make sure that this is going to be my best work because it is what I want to put out and it is what I want more of. Mm-hmm. So maybe the rest of the week you're doing men's cuts, rolling perms, doing little roller sets or just haircuts, I, who, whatever it may be. But on Tuesdays, example day, you are doing maybe two or three vivid clients that are exactly what you want. You're, co- you're getting that content, but you're also doing what you got to do the rest of the days of the week to make that money and pay your bills and build your clientele. Oh, absolutely. I love that. And we're just adding a topic in here. But like what you're saying, like to sum that up would be kind of like compartmentalizing your days or like yeah. specifying your schedule. Right. right which yeah. I love that because that's something that everyone can do and you don't have to like whether you've been doing hair 10 years or whatever I can when I rebook someone if they're a person that I need on a certain day book them there Mm -hmm. I really like the way you said it it clicked for me just then well good compartmentalize your booking yeah um I like that I think it's good so next one this Um, one's yours go for it okay so we I saw it actually was posted three times mm-hmm. within like three nine grid photos, mm-hmm. and it was salon owners need to stop being afraid of social media. Okay, and beh- underneath it, because uh, you know it always is like clickbaity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The reason for the post is talking about personal Instagram versus business Instagram, mm-hmm. and so I love Instagram. Mm-hmm. I've I've got like a hundred. Instagram pages just because I want them and I'm playing with Instagram and learning different out things. Mm-hmm. But what if you own a salon mm-hmm. 
And that's kind of what triggered this for me. Because the post was saying that you don't need a, so, a personal and a business anymore. Which, which is, I agree with. It's something that I've been hearing for a couple of years now. Mine are now combined only because I got locked out of my personal Instagram. Mm-hmm. But maybe that was the universe pushing me in a certain direction. Um, right. But I have. I've heard that for a while. Well, and so, like, say you own a salon, though. If I'm a client or if I'm a potential client looking for a salon, I don't want to look at a salon page that has, like, you and your kids and, your kids. and then yeah. everyone else that works at your salon. Mm-hmm. I feel like if you were, like, a sweet owner or something like that, that's different. Yeah. But if you own a salon with multiple stylists, I do think that that needs to be separate. I do, too. Like, as the owner of the Mm -hmm. salon, you shouldn't use the salon business page to be your personal page. I agree. But if you have your own as the owner, like, this is my hair page where I post my hair only, Mm -hmm. then why not make that your personal, you know? I think stylists, or not stylists, clients are more interested now in the process of mm-hmm. doing hair and what you do outside of the salon. Yeah, which is interesting to me because I felt like, I mean, if it used to be like if you went to a hairstylist page and you didn't see hair, mm-hmm. you're like, oh, well, they must not be very good at hair. You know what I mean? Right. And now it's like I do think people are starting to understand and the education is changing and, you know, just the, the industry is really changing. So, hmm Clients now understand, too, I think, like, that it's important to find somebody who has good, like, does good hair, but it's also really important to find somebody that you click with. Like, we as stylists know that not every client and every stylist are going to be good vibes, like, whether the hair is good or not. Like, your personalities might just not match. Right. So, it's like, I do think that clients, when they're looking for people, too, they're looking for people who are going to be good people, who maybe possibly think the same way. Like, you know, I know... The world is kind of divided right now, so people are looking for people who they align with, you know, and maybe they're like, okay, well, this person's a really good hairstylist, but, like, we're not going to have anything to talk about, so, like, this person over here, I can see a little bit more of their personality. I think I'm going to like them, right? you know, and so they might go with that person, too, so I, it's for me, I think I'm a weirdo, and I think I'm a lot for people sometimes, and so I get nervous to share that kind of shit. But I also can't help it because that's just part of my personality. So I was nervous because I'm like, is this dirty joke that I think is fucking hilarious going to end up like <laughs> right. pushing off clients? But the truth of the matter is it is going to help bring clients who I vibe with. Yeah, and absolutely. Avoid those uptight ladies that aren't gonna like my dirty jokes. You know, exactly. Well, and the thing is, like, we're spending hours upon hours with people, mm-hmm. and while yeah, you do have to kind of be a little neutral yes because we are servicing the public there's also a bajillion hairdressers out there for and that means that there's one for every person exactly and so if you are like like you said uptight Susie Mm -hmm. who wants to like sit there and talk about their poodle grooming I was literally just gonna say that (laughs) (laughs) grooming their dog whoa that's weird I know then that's fine Mm mm-hmm you don't have to be with Erica that's going to talk about grooming her kitty cat. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> You're might, welcome. That might happen. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. Listen. Let's talk about that one time you waxed it. 
<laughs> and I glued my butt cheeks together. Oh, my God. I wasn't talking about that one. Oh. I was talking about the half and half. But <laughs> we're going to keep going. Um. Anyway, you don't need a separate Instagram. Yeah, you don't. You don't. You just don't need a separate Instagram. People want to know, mm-hmm. like, what you're up to. Mm-hmm. And God forbid you run off the Karen that you hate doing her hair. Yeah. There's going to be a Clarita that comes in that you're going to like even she more. She's going to love it. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. she's going to love you. So our jobs are so intertwined with our personal lives mm-hmm. that if you don't enjoy going to work and enjoy your clientele. Yeah. You're going to get burnt out. You're going to get quick. burnt out really. I was trying to look for the words. Yeah. You took it out. Well, I think like, you know. Every person is different, so I'm not going to, like, mass generalize hairdressers, but as <laughs> but as a general rule, um, we are creatives. So, mm-hmm. like, some of those creatives are more technical. Some of them are a little more artistic and spastic, like myself. But we, if we are not being true to ourselves or any human being true to themselves, whatever their true self may be, you start to get, like, depressed, you're no longer happy, you're not going to put, be putting out this, the best work that you can be putting out because you're not being true to your character and true to mm-hmm. yourself. So, whereas it can be scary to put your real self out there, if I've learned anything from this, doing this podcast and crying on the internet, it's <laughs> like, <laughs> number one, people either don't give a shit or they care. And they're going to be there to support you. And, and God forbid g- someone care about you and, and your well-being. Right. And they're going to, like, appreciate it. You know what I mean? Um, and I think that that's something I'm literally in the midst of midst of learning and grasping for myself. So, um, so I'm right about it because I'm living it right now. So <laughs> listen to me. Um, We're going to take a break real quick. Okay. But, yeah, I mean, I think that that's a really valid point. You don't need to have separate pages. And if you do, I still have my private, like, personal page linked in the bio, even though I can't access it. You can't message me on there. But, like, if you want to get a feel for a little more of my personality, you can bloop over there and check it out and see what makes me happy and what lights up my soul. You're going to see it on my other page, too. But, you know, they're both there is my point. And I do think it's a really good point about a salon page versus a salon owner's hair page. Yes. You know, because our salon, we have a salon page and then Shell has her own page or whatever. Mm -hmm. It's mostly hair, um, but personal stuff on there, too, you know, Mm -hmm. and it's like, but you go to our page and it's our stuff as bombshells and then maybe something you've done, maybe something Emily's done, maybe something Cassie did. You know what I mean? I was going to say it's I really like the way that uh, our marketing, our marketing director at the salon runs our Instagram Mm -hmm. because she gets it. She gets that our guests enjoy seeing what we do outside of the salon. So Mm -hmm. she will share everyone's personal stuff too. And it's like, if you go to the, our salon page, it looks like hair, 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 promotions, Mm -hmm. product. This is what we're selling because we are a business. We are selling things. Um, but also Erica went to Oregon this weekend. Check out her trip. Yeah. Like she will record it and post it on (laughs) to the salon page so fast. And so, even this, your salon page can have that sense of personality mm-hmm. and, like, make people want to come there. Yes. And now, 
if people look at our salon page, and I've noticed this anytime I get a new client, I always ask, how did you find us? Mm -hmm. Um, And it's always, I Googled hair salon near me, Mm -hmm. found this one had the best ratings on Google, and then I looked you guys up on Instagram. Instagram. And then from there, in my case, they saw, oh, well, I saw you were an educator. I see you like to travel. Mm -hmm. I see you had dogs. I love all of those things. Mm -hmm. I thought we would get along, and that's why I'm here. Totally. Yeah. So why not have that on your salon page as well? Yeah, I love it. I think show your team, like mm-hmm. in show your team working, smiling, laughing with each other. I those are some of my favorite videos that we put that she posts on our pages. Like when it's like just a busy Friday and everybody's working, and you know it's like a little flash of everybody doing their thing, and mm-hmm. it's just I like that because it's this is the vibe you're gonna get in our salon. This is our team. This is them hard at work. You know. Yes, I love it. I think it's great. Well, y'all, that's all we got. That's all we got. And I think it was good. I think it was good too. I think it was super good. Well, um, and keep an eye out for our Times Square. <laughs> yes, if you happen to be in New York City this weekend, which is last weekend when you listen to this, yes. so so you're not gonna you're gonna miss it. But you're gonna miss but whatever, it. Whatever, it's cool. But look on our social medias because it'll be there. Yeah, you'll see it. Just. <laughs> On a phone screen and not the big one. I like it. (laughs) Well, uh, if you want to follow us on our social media journeys, I am at Herrick's Hunter on all the things. And I am Erica the Redhead on all the things. Our podcast is at Break Room Banter Pod on all the things. We also have a Patreon, www.patreon.com, where our episodes come out kind of (laughs) early. Or then you will see on YouTube. Um, And until next time, remember, you've always got a seat at our table. Bye. Bye.